0: Hello lovely humans and welcome back to the podcast. Today we are talking about overcoming imposter syndrome to make more sales in your business. So imposter syndrome is that thing that tells us that we are not good enough. That little voice inside of our head that's like, bitch, who do you think you are for selling this? Will anybody even buy these services? Will anybody even pay you this price? Right? We have like almost two sides of us the side that's like massively excited for things massively excited to up level massively excited to sell our products massively excited to put ourselves out there and then once we start doing it we're like oh no oh no who's gonna do this i need to lower my prices i need to do this i need to do that who am i to do this oh my goodness this isn't gonna work no one's bought yet oh my goodness ah right and we kind of go down these spirals so today um, I'm going to talk to you guys about one of my clients who has a cookie business. And no, she's not a coach, but I want to talk to you about her current um, her current business and what's going on with her imposter syndrome, how I coach her through this and um, go through what I have five aspects here of imposter syndrome of internal dialogues that we will be going through so one of my clients um her instagram is bites by kelly um she has a cookie business and if you want to buy some cookies go and buy some cookies from her currently she's only located in the florida area but we will be shipping soon um but she hired me, I think, just a month ago. We've had two sessions. She's starting to work on her branding. She's starting to feel like everything's coming together. We're starting to make some plans for launching. Um, we're starting to increase her prices for her products, get clear on her product suite, all of those things. And then today, she's just like, Johnny, what if this doesn't happen? Like, What if like the money that I'm spending on you, on my business, just doesn't come back. What if I put all of my energy into this over the next, you know, the next quarter, because we're going into quarter four of 2020 and it doesn't happen, right? And that's, that's always what happens to us. And I told her that the successful entrepreneurs go through this aspect, go through this point of imposter syndrome and realize that we always have two options, We have the choice to lean into the fear or we have the choice to lean into the excitement. There's zero levels that you can ever get to by leaning into the fear. Because when we lean into the fear, we tell ourselves things like, I can't charge this much. Or who am I to be doing this? Is this even going to work? What if I make all of these plans and nothing happens? right? And then we start to create that reality because we delay action. We delay pitching ourselves. We delay doing the to-dos. We delay writing the emails, all of those things. And so then we create that reality, right? And when it comes to leaning into the excitement, we have a choice, We have a choice to choose to listen to that fear. We have the choice to choose to listen to the excitement. So the inverse of that is like, holy shit, this is happening. Holy shit, I just hired a business coach. Holy shit, this is amazing. Oh my goodness, I'm going to launch. I have influencers who are going to use my cookies. My branding is coming together. I'm changing websites. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. I'm going to have people all over the country who are eating my damn cookies. This is a dream come true, right? We have a choice every single day and there's At all levels of my business, I have experienced this internal dialogue of like, are you going to lean to the fear? Are you going to lean into the excitement? Which one are you going to choose today, Johnny? whether clients having a struggle that like we're working through or it's signing a new client i have a choice i have a choice to lean into the fear like fuck can i help this person oh my goodness what if i give them the wrong advice oh my goodness what if it doesn't work oh my goodness what if i can't sell this person and i say something stupid and they hate me like that is all still very real it doesn't go away it doesn't go away if you're at the stage of bites by kelly my cookie girl where you're just starting out and you're like going from like kind of doing the things to like I'm ready to do a full-blown business and it does and it still happens at my level it still happens at the multiple seven-figure level it still happens at every level you know why because we're damn humans we're damn humans and having money does not negate the human experience that we have (laughs) it just doesn't and so when we think that that imposter syndrome is going to go away and we just wait for it to go away, we end up just continuously waiting. So if you are experiencing any sort of imposter syndrome, whether you've launched 13 times and got two people, or you've launched one time and got 50 people and are like, holy crap, how can I keep this up? That is so normal. It is not about not having those triggers. It is not about not having the imposter syndrome Come up, it is simply about knowing how to lean more into the excitement, lean more into confidence, because we have a choice every single day. So, an activity that I like to do before we get into I think I said the five aspects of like the five internal dialogues that I have written out for you guys um, I like to notice my triggers. I like to figure out when I'm being triggered, what the feeling is in my body. And I like to notice the things that I'm telling myself. Because being aware, being mindful of those two things, the things that you're feeling. For me, when I feel that imposter syndrome come up and I feel a client ask a question, I'm like, oh my goodness, okay, they're struggling. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I start to get like tingliness in my my feet. I start to get tingliness in my legs. I kind of get lightheaded and then I kind of get hot. I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I start putting all this pressure on myself to say the right thing and it just... It's a giant it's like a giant worry wart. <laughs> like you're just struggling in a place of worry and fear. An imposter because you're not trusting yourself, right? So on the inverse of that, the feeling that I get when I'm trusting myself, the feeling that I get when I'm actually coaching someone and I'm just letting the things flow, and I say the things that need to be out there in the world, whether it's on this podcast or a coaching call with a client, um, is just confidence. It's like free-flowing. Feel very light i feel very airy i don't think i just say and i just say what i feel i say what i know needs to come out into the world it's just like the words kind of come through me so not that i like speak before i'm thinking but i'm not overthinking (laughs) right i still need to make sure i'm saying something useful and helpful but trusting myself to say the right thing trusting myself to do the right thing and giving myself grace that i am only a human I might be an epic business coach, I might be an epic health coach, a registered dietitian, personal trainer, I have tons of experience in both in all of these areas does not mean i know everything so we get to remove the the pressure we're placing on ourselves to not be a human (laughs) that's first and foremost and number two i like to have a practice i have a meditation every single day that i do where i tap into that that essence of lightness where i tap into that essence of just free flowing and trust where I embody that feeling during a meditation so that the more that I have that feeling come up, the more I can diminish the feeling of fear, the more I can diminish the feeling of imposter syndrome. Okay, So whatever the feeling is for you that comes up for you when you are confident, where do you feel it in your body? What does it look like? What are the things you're telling yourself? Where are you feeling it? Tap into that every single damn day. So that when the other feeling comes up, when the feeling of imposter syndrome comes up, you know those signs as well. We're noticing the energy around it. We're noticing the feelings around it. We're noticing the negative spirals. Now you can bring the essence and the feeling and the thought processes of the confident version of you and use it to mask the not so confident, fearful, scared version of you that has the imposter syndrome thoughts, okay? So that's a little practice that I like to do, and I do it daily. I do it daily because it's like a damn muscle. You get to, the quicker that you can actually transition from that imposter syndrome feeling to a confident version of you, the quicker you will move your business forward, right? So the more often you tap into that confident feeling, energetically, using your internal dialogue, right? And the more quickly you notice when you're getting off of that feeling, right? The better your results are going to be in battling imposter syndrome. So moral of the story, don't wait until... You don't have that imposter syndrome. You, there's nothing wrong with you for having that imposter syndrome. It's not that somebody else has more certifications than you so they feel more confident. It's not that somebody, you know, is a better coach than you so they feel more confident. We all get to continuously work on this. Even the most epic coaches that I've ever worked with still struggle with imposter syndrome. I thought that having my RD certification was going to teach me how to or was not going was going to allow me to not struggle with imposter syndrome. That is false as shit. <laughs> I've been in RD for, like, we're going on five years at this point. 2021 will be five years. And I remember after I passed the test for my certification, I was like, oh, okay, I still feel like I don't know anything. I still feel like I don't know anything. And that's because we get so stuck acknowledging everything we don't know that we forget everything that we do know. And we forget to just trust ourselves that we can help people, that we can coach people, that the thing that's coming out of our mouth needs to to be out there because it's there to help somebody. Will you disagree with yourself in five years from now? Maybe, probably, but that's because you grow. And that's a beautiful thing. That is not a bad thing. If I say something now that I that's completely different than five years ago, good, that means I grew. <laughs> Does that mean that I was wrong five years ago? Maybe in some ways. Was I right at the time? Yes, because that's all I knew. Your job is to do your best. Things that I used to teach in nutrition five, six, seven years ago when I used to macro count with people, I would never in a billion years teach now. Does that mean that the methods that I was using were wrong? Absolutely not. Does that mean that there's a more effective way to do it without macro coaching, without making people obsess about it, without having people weigh out all their damn food? Of course. Does macro counting still have its place? Yes. Would I use it again? No, no. (laughs) right? So give yourself grace. And if you say something and like two weeks later, three months later, three years later, you learn something different, take that as something that's beautiful because that means you fucking learned and learning and correcting yourself is not the worst thing in the world. I think the worst thing in the world is to stay in the same place, which is why I preach having a coach, which is why I preach. Even if it's not a business coach, a spiritual coach. Um and any sort of coach, personal development coach, life coach, relationship coach, whatever the thing is that you need help with, don't stay stagnant in your life. Because if you stay stagnant, you're just giving in. You're just giving into your current circumstances. And whereas they might be amazing, I think my current I can't talk today. I think my current circumstances are beautiful. That doesn't mean I want to be here for the rest of my life. If I were to stay here for the rest of my life, I would be so fucking grateful and i'm always going to strive for more growth is a big value of mine growth is a huge 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 value of mine and so that's how that's how i make decisions and i make them off of what i value where i'm going not where i am currently so that's my little riff on what imposter syndrome is how it shows up in our in our lives some client stuff, some of me, all that stuff, but let's get into the five things that we tell ourselves when we struggle with imposter syndrome. I'm sure there's more, but these were the five that came to me before I recorded this podcast. First thing I hear is, I can't charge this much because I'm not worth it. So what do we do if we're telling ourselves this? We lower our prices. We lower prices sometimes even before we pitch, which is, insane 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 why would we want to charge something and then we lower our prices right even before we invite the client to work with us we haven't even gotten an objection yet right and so when we do this basically we undersell ourselves we give more power to the possibility of getting a no and we're making it mean something about us Right? Getting a no from a client is not a bad thing at all. 99.9% of the time, they'll say it's because of the money, and it is not because of the money. It's because they're scared. It's because they don't believe in themselves. It's because they're feeling like an imposter. Who am I to want to lose weight? Who am I to want to get healthier? Who am I to want to improve my relationship? Who am I to improve my sex life? Right? They're, they are stuck accepting their current reality as their only reality versus leaning into the possibilities of what's going to happen when they work with you. So whenever I'm on a sales call, I don't even think about the price. Number one, I share my prices. You guys know most of my prices out loud all the time. I share them. It's just an easier way of me doing business. Can you do it without that? Yes, that's completely up to you. This is the way that I choose to run my business. So I don't even think of the money. I just think of what is this person's life going to look like when they actually work with me versus when they don't work with me and that's not up for me to decide it's not up for me to say up your life is going to suck or up you're going to stay in the same position like that's probably not true and i'm not you so i have no clue what your circumstances are but that's up for you to decide that's up for your clients to decide right so when we feel like we are an imposter we don't charge what we're worth and then we don't handle objections which is the second thing that we tell ourselves Right? We don't handle objections, and then we feel bad for trying to handle the objection. We feel bad for trying to positively push that person to get a life that they said that they wanted. Right. So when this happens, when you possibly get a no, or when you've undersold yourself, there are a few things that you can do. Number one, come back to a grounded place of why you're charging the amount that you're charging. You have to believe in your prices, the other person has to believe in themselves. Your lead has to believe in themselves. They don't have to believe in your prices. Again, I've sold things from $47 a month or you know, $20 supplements to $20,000. They're people to buy your product. The price is not preventing people from buying your product. Their belief in themselves is preventing them from buying your product. It's your job to believe in your prices, it's their job to believe in themselves enough to buy. I like that quote i hope my team writes that one down (laughs) it's such an epic quote though and it was not planned those are always the best right so come back to your values and come back to why you are charging the price you are if you've already undersold yourself somebody said yes yes you were stuck coaching that person at the price that you offered them at We can't like sign a client and then go back and say, "Oh, sorry, never mind. I know you said yes to this, but we're actually going to charge you three thousand dollars more." Like that's just—it's just not an option. But what is an option is for you to get so secure in your prices, whether you've already gotten the no's or you're getting yeses. Whatever the case is, you have to believe in your prices. So, what do you need to believe in your prices? What do you need to feel worthy of charging the amount that you want? For me, it's like a lot of logical things, honestly. Other coaches might teach something more on the energetic level. For me, it's it's a logical confidence. It's like, no, I'm fucking epic at this. Look at the client results that I get. Look how I help my clients grow. Look at how my brain helps people put things together in a way that they could have never thought possible because it's my brain and I'm special at this. I'm good at this. I'm better than them at this. Oh my goodness, this is amazing, right? Do I need to know everything? Absolutely not. Will I find the answer for you? 100%, Yes. Right, so I do all of the logical things to understand um, why I charge the prices that I do. So when I go to chart, when I go to pitch my price, I never, ever, ever second guess it. I don't undersell myself. I have in the past, but my prices are my prices. There's no, there's no different options. There's payment plans, but there's no different options. So how can you get to a place? What do you need as a human to get so secure in that? Some people, it might be a certification. If you feel like you need to search for the certification, go do the thing. And maybe it will help you. Maybe it won't help you. But what I do want to tell you is that no certification, nothing external, can ever help you become more confident in yourself. You can get tools to do so, but it has to be an internal thing. The certification isn't going to solve the problem for you. Okay? Um, And then last way to handle um, objections that I will go over is or a few ways is have your clients envision what their life is going to look like or feel like in the time frame of your program so let's say it's three months what is your life going to look like in three months from now if you don't purchase this and what is your life going to look like in 3 months if you do purchase this? Let's just map this out. You can map it out on your on your application. You can have them do that work. Sometimes I do it before I hop on a sales call and I'll just vox, I'll DM the person and I'll say, "Hey, here are some questions I would love for you to send me over before we hop on the call." Um or I'll vo- or I'll voice message them so we can just talk through it so we can get on the same page right? So hype them up for their transformation because they need to believe that it can happen for them, right? I preach this all of the time. This is what I teach on my Instagram. This is what I teach here. I empower you guys to know what's possible, right? So when you get an objection, when you're underselling yourself, it's not about the client. It's about your imposter syndrome coming up, right? Because how many times have you ever lowered your price for a client and then they still were like, nope, I can't do it and you're like what <laughs> now i just feel like silly <laughs> which is okay we've all done that there's nothing to feel silly about sometimes we just have to prove to ourselves that that client it wasn't about the money okay um so when you get a no this is the third thing when you get a no if you're giving power to you, to the imposter syndrome to the fear you are making it about yourself versus the client Right, so some of this dialogue is going to be focusing on the client. Some of this podcast and dialogue is going to be focusing on yourself. In this instance, if you are giving more power to the imposter syndrome, you are making it about you. And making the sale is not just about you. I don't want to say it's not about you at all because it is, but... It's about the client. It's about what that client needs to say yes to their dreams. It's about what that client needs to say yes to the life that they want. It's about what that client needs to feel confident that they can actually do this, that they're going to show up for themselves. Because most people in the world, let's be real, don't show up for themselves. They half-ass things. You know, they have us things because they don't believe that it's possible for them. They want to invest in the coach, but they don't. They want to keep investing after they didn't get what they needed from a different program, but they don't because they're like, what if it doesn't happen for me? Right. Maybe your person has tried on their health journey for so long and just feel stuck, right? They have to see themselves making the progress in your program with you, with your knowledge, with your program. Right? So when you get a no, ask my ask yourself, what am I making it mean about myself when this person says no? Right? For me, some of the things that used to come up was like, oh, I'm not a good salesperson. Oh, I don't know how to handle objections. Who can I pay to teach me to handle objections? Whereas there's different techniques I teach. There's no right way or wrong way to handle objections. <laughs> I've gotten so many scripts from coaches and I'm like, I would never say any of this. so I'm never going to say any of this (laughs) or I've tried. I'm like, this feels awful and it didn't work, right? That's because it's more about the psychology behind sales versus the actual script and the thing you say. It's about the connection you have with the client. It's the way the client connects with themselves. That is all key factors right here. So when you get a no, stop making it about you, my love, and start making it about your damn client or your possible lead or your possible client. So before you go and handle that objection, whether you're going back to the DMs or you're going on a sales call or you know you know somebody's interested and you're like, should I message them? Should I not? I see them creeping. Ask yourself, what does that client need? What does that client need to say yes to themselves? And sometimes I ask people. Like right now I have a lead who is interested in my one-on-one coaching. I'm waiting to hear back from her. We've been messaging back and forth. My question to her, I have a few people actually. My question to them is going to be, what do you need right now? What do you need in your business? What do you need in your life? What's coming up for you and what is preventing you from saying yes? Is it my program? Is it that you just don't want to work with me? Like Let's, let's make a plan for you. Right? It's not about me. It's about you. How can I make this about you and serving you? Right? Because most people will say yes and then we'll back out. Right? Which leads me to my next one. If we are giving more power to the imposter syndrome and the fear... Over our confidence over our trust for ourselves that we can help people, that our gifts are deserving of, compens- the, of the compensation we want, or as Amanda Francis says it, our gifts are worthy of massive compensation, or my gifts are worthy of massive compensation. Right? If we give more to the imposter syndrome, we delay getting on sales calls. We delay inviting people to calls because we're scared. We delay inviting people to our programs we delay positively pushing them. Now, there's one aspect of my mindset and my coaching where I teach it: the right leads will always come to you. If they are meant to work with you, they will come to you. With that being said, there's also an essence of like you're doing somebody a disservice if you're not positively pushing them and you know that they're meant to work with you. You know that they are ready. You know that they are excited. They're just getting in their own way. And you are doing a disservice by not positively pushing them. So always use discernment and always assess your energy behind it. Why am I handling this objection? Why... What am I feeling around this? What am I saying about myself if I don't sign this person right now? What am I saying about my business? There's been a thought coming up for me recently, and I'll probably turn it into a quote or a Canva or something like that for Instagram, where it's like, remember the last time you thought there were no more clients out there or no more leads out there, and then all of a sudden you got more leads or you got more clients? Like, Keep tapping into that energy because that energy is always available. That's the energy of abundance, and so if a client says no, there's a billion freaking more clients out there. Let's go find one. Let's go and attract one. Let's have one come to us. Let's show everybody, all of our leads, what I can do with you. Right? So you always have a choice. You have a choice to believe that, oh, if I don't sign this client, there's going to be no one left. Or if I don't have this launch be the launch, because last one, the last one wasn't, the one before that wasn't. But this one had to be. That means the rest of the year I'm going to fail. That means tomorrow I couldn't sign anybody if my launch is finishing today, which is all just BS. It's BS. It's BS. I don't believe that after I launch, I'm done accepting money. I believe that money still comes to me. So I don't delay getting on sales because I don't delay inviting people onto strategy calls with me and then showing them what I can do with them and seeing if they want to purchase. I don't delay doing any of these things. I just do it from an intention of, hey, this feels really good to me right now. And if you sign up, beautiful. If you don't sign up, also beautiful. And right? I'm not making it mean anything about me or the client. Again, I've had some leads for over a year now. <laughs> and they haven't purchased. They purchased from other coaches. We just never really vibed enough for them to purchase from me yet. And if it's not me, then beautiful. I want to see them succeed anyway. Not everybody who lands on your Instagram, not everybody who hops on a sales call, not everybody who's in your DMs is going to buy from you. Not everyone in your email list is going to buy from you okay and that's okay and there's nothing wrong with you if things are moving slower than you would actually like them to. there's nothing wrong with them with that at all and then the last one that i'm going to touch upon today whoa we're actually this like really soon that's a newbie for me um but the last thing that i'm going to touch on um when handling imposter syndrome is noticing when you feel guilty for talking about your product Because when we give power to that imposter syndrome, when we give more power to the fear that I'm pushing this person away, that this person um, who's watching me doesn't want this, so they're going to unfollow me. They're going to think I'm stupid if I keep talking about my product because they're going to know I didn't sign anybody. Like all of those things simply are imposter syndrome coming up. The reality is you're the only person judging yourself there. Just because you're not filling it up halfway before you even your program halfway before you even launch or just because you have people um, who've said no before you've gotten a yes doesn't mean anything about your program. You fucking give it your full ass every single day up until the last day of your launch up until you're blue in the face like speak about your products. You are in business as uh, Eric Salzenstein, who's going to be coming onto the podcast in a few weeks. Um, he guest coached my clients yesterday. He's like, you are more marketer than coach. And I 100% agree with that. Unless you're paying someone to do your marketing and do your sales, you need to learn how to market. That needs to be a key focus of your education. Um, there are a few books on this. I don't remember off the top of my head which ones I really liked. But I will get that list for you guys, and I will be posting it down below, or I'll talk about it on another podcast. I've been thinking about doing a book one. But anyway, um, you need to learn marketing. You need to learn how to sell yourself. You need to learn how to sell your programs. You need to learn how to create Instagram content. You need to learn how to uh, promote your programs and yourself. It's not just about being good at it. That's just one aspect. But it's knowing how to show that you are really good at it. It's knowing how to market that. It's knowing how to market the transformation that you're giving people and how to get that across. So there are eyes actually on your content. There are eyes on your landing pages. There are eyes on you and people ready to do the things, right? So feeling guilty about talking about your product, again, is making it all about you. It's like up. I feel bad. Oh, my mom keeps watching up. This person's going to know that I didn't sign this. It's all about you. If you switch that mindset to a service-based mindset, what do people need to hear from me today? What does my ideal client need to hear from me? And what do I want to share? Right? You have to have both. You have to have the emotion behind it. And you also have to have the, the value for the ideal client. Right? Because if you're not talking about your product enough, you're not creating product awareness. The number one reason why people don't buy is because they don't know what you're offering. If they knew what you were offering and they knew the transformation, they were so confident in it, then they would purchase because they need it. They're not listening to you because they don't need your product. They're not listening to you because you're not helping them. It's just a matter of time until they say yes and they need to hear about that product. They need to hear about the transformation. They need to hear about how epic it is and they need to believe that it's possible for them like a lot (laughs) think of how long it's ever taken you to invest in something probably a lot right so what did you need to hear what does your ideal client need to hear to purchase from you they need to know about your damn product And I think I've done some trainings also on um, how to sell and all those things uh, if you scroll back throughout the podcast on different touch points to, to look at. But those are the five different things that we tell ourselves that we struggle with when we struggle with imposter syndrome. And those are some ways that I recommend to overcome it. Now, if you are somebody who's struggling with content creation, if you're like, I don't know what to post, I don't know how to market, no one's ever taught me how to market my things, I need help but I'm not ready for a full-blown coach then I have a free masterclass content to sales masterclass right below this where you can sign up and you get a free masterclass it's about 60 minutes long teaching you I believe it's three steps I think I have made it yeah three steps about how to create content that converts to cash If you don't know my Instagram, I have less than 3,000 followers. We get anywhere between like 50 and like 200 likes on posts. Reels have been going like more towards 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 range, which has been epic. Um, But my content converts. My content converts. We've made over two hundred fifty thousand dollars in eighteen months, and that's just in sales alone, uh, in cash alone. We're going to be making more in sales. I haven't calculated up until the end of this quarter yet, so I'll update you guys with those final numbers. But moral of the story is that you can sign clients based off of your marketing. With any amount of following, you have to believe in yourself, and you have to have the strategies to market. So you will learn how to create that content that converts to cash. Um, in the masterclass, click the link. Down below in the show notes, and then you will also get 50% off of my Content to Sell's blueprint if you watch the masterclass and you sign up within, um, I think, just a few hours of the masterclass, and then that link does expire. So, if that is something that you want and you want to learn how to better market with your content on your Instagram, click below. Let's decrease that imposter syndrome so that you feel more confident when you actually pitch yourself and when you actually do that in that, um, in, in the master class as well, you will learn the seven phases of content, the five phases of content rather that I teach that will help you create a customer journey so that it's not just like posting the same things all the time but you know when to cycle through launch phases you know when to sell your products you know when you need to be warming your ide- your audience up your ideal clients up you know when you can grow and find new ideal clients so i take you through a whole experience that you start to create for your audience so that you don't get bored with content and they don't get bored with just being pitched to or look at you as like the person who's like, oh my goodness, you're such an inspiration and then never purchases, right? We want to avoid that from happening. So if that's something that you want, it's going to be all <laughs> in the content of sales masterclass. class. Um, and yeah, if you guys have any questions, let me know. Also make sure to screenshot this episode, tag me at Johnny underscore Agresta and I'm so happy that you guys chilled with me today and I'm really surprised at myself for doing this like in under 40 minutes. I hope you guys have an epic day and I will see you guys soon.